0: My guest today, Karen Page, is a two-time James Beard award-winning author whose books include The Flavor Bible, which was named one of the best cookbooks on both the Today Show and Good Morning America, one of the best 100 cookbooks of the past 25 years by Cooking Light, and one of the best 10 cookbooks in the world in the past century by Forbes. Her new cookbook, The Vegetarian Flavor Bible, doesn't have traditional recipes but offers a guide to flavor combinations to the home cook, people like me and you, and it was also just named 2014 one of the top cookbooks of the year, so I'm really thrilled to have Karen. Obviously, she knows what she's talking about, so thanks, Karen, for coming on today.
1: Oh, it's such a pleasure to be here, Lori. Thank you for having me.
0: This is really a remarkable book because it 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 speaks to not only the vegetarian, but what you refer to as the flexitarian. Some of us who have vegetarian lifestyles maybe several times a week, but then also filter meat into our life other days of the week.
1: Exactly. I think it's really meant to address people wherever they are on the spectrum, and I've met people over the past years that I've been working on the Vegetarian Flavor Bible who characterize themselves as, as you said, as flexitarians or semi-vegetarians, people who are actively looking to reduce the meat in their diets, which is actually 47% of Americans, as well as vegetarians that represent now 5% of the population, and vegans who represent 2% of the population. So cumulatively, vegetarianism has become a majority in the United States. It's no longer on the margins. It's really part of the mainstream with 54% of us looking to reduce or completely eliminate meat from our diets. But I really think it's important to speak to the entire spectrum of people who are looking to improve their health, who are looking to reduce the animal protein in their diets, wherever they might be on that spectrum.
0: Well, in your book, you say that over half of Americans believe that it's easier to do their income tax than figuring out the the way to eat healthier, which is, I, I think, exactly right. Because most people, I, I would say probably 99.9% of people want to eat healthy. It's just how do they do that and incorporate that in their lifestyle? And when it becomes maybe out of their routine, they fall back to their bad habits of fast food and, and eating unhealthy.
1: Oh, I think that's absolutely true. If you look at the standard American diet, you can see that we've evolved into this literally a fast food nation where the majority of what Americans eat literally is processed food. So food that's been packaged and, you know, just shelf stable, you know, that has really had so much done to it as opposed to whole foods, which is the opposite end of the spectrum, which is a much healthier end of uh, the spectrum to be eating on. Um, And then the other, the second largest chunk of the pie of the standard American diet is animal-based protein, and it's such a huge percentage of the calories that the average American consumes that that's really troublesome. Um, because if you look at the nutritional science you'll see that there is a strong correlation that is irrefutable between the overconsumption of animal protein and chronic disease whether cancer heart disease diabetes they're all correlated and so um, one of the steps that we've seen that you can take to improve your health is to reduce the amount of animal protein in your diet and indeed as Americans are getting the memo and reading the research and understanding that correlation we We've seen since 2007 there has been an annual decline in per capita consumption of meat. Um, across the board in the United States, and that is predicted to continue into the foreseeable future, I think, as we understand those correlations and look to take our health into our own hands, realizing that the number one cause of death in the United States today is nutritionally preventable diseases. So, in fact, we have been eating our way into disease. We can certainly eat our way out of disease and into health.
0: Well, and it speaks to the fact that America, we're, we're so progressive and leading the world in so many other areas, but we are really not only doing a disservice to ourselves in the way that we've evolved our eating habits, but when we take this to other parts of the world, we kind of pollute them too. So it's oh, really that sad? important that we get sad. it right. Absolutely.
1: When you look at when uh, emerging countries, you know, if you look at China, you'll see that their meat intake is actually on the upswing, and that is going along with the increase in economic fortunes. And they are looking to um, emulate what they see as the Western diet, which is a meat-dominant diet. And so it's sad that you're also seeing the increase in chronic diseases that we've had in the United States that we're able to turn around when we decrease our meat consumption. We're seeing that happen in other parts of the the world, the opposite happening, that their uh, incidence of cancer and other chronic diseases is increasing as their meat consumption increases.
0: Mm -hmm. When I've talked to people, and and we've kind of debated back and forth about becoming vegetarians, uh, because most people kind of get the concept, but it comes down to America's food's very social. And they don't want... For some reason, vegetarianism, veganism has kind of been associated with boring, uh, untasteful, eating to live type of thing. So you're just eating to sustain life almost. And people can't really wrap their brain around that. And that's where I really liked where the vegetarian Bible came in from, because so many times we equate flavor with salt. So just salt it, it just needs more salt. That's the flavor component. But this book goes A to Z, all these different flavor combinations. If you like Mexican food, you can add these type of flavors. You have to have all the other process stuff that comes with Mexican food, you show us how that we can have these Mexican flavors or these Thai flavors or these Spanish flavors or Greek flavors, all these different things um, without adding maybe the the, uh, hard to process component into it. So we wouldn't be giving that up.
1: Absolutely. You know, that's such an important point, because I think that w- the biggest eye opener for me, <laughs> being one of those people who thought that vegetarian cuisine was incredibly boring, you know, thinking only of the sprouts and the brown rice and the tofu um, stereotypes of the 1960s and 1970s. I mean, that has been completely transformed. And in fact, I think that's what I'm proudest of in the vegetarian flavor Bible, is the fact that it really does uh, shine a light on some of the best vegetarian and vegan chefs in the United States, what they're doing to raise the profile of vegetarian and vegan cuisine and showing the world what you can do of just extraordinary flavors that can be created through plants. And even uh, the 16-time James Beard award-winning restaurant critic Alan Richman of GQ acknowledged when he named Veg Restaurant in Philadelphia, one of his top restaurants of the year. He said, how on earth did vegan cuisine come this far this fast without an accompanying outpouring of acclaim? And I think that others are finally um, having their eyes open to what the potential is, not only at these uh, restaurants like Veg and Crossroads in Los Angeles and all across the country. You're really seeing them opening and rising to new heights, but you're also seeing traditional chefs like Thomas Keller, who's got one of the best vegetarian tasting menus on Uh, his restaurant menus at Per Se in New York City and the French Laundry out in Napa Valley. You're seeing Danielle Ballou um, in New York City, Patrick O'Connell at the Inn at Little Washington in Virginia. Really, world-class restaurants are celebrating vegetarian and vegan tasting menus, Uh, the best of which I I ever had was at the number four rated restaurant in the world, 11 Madison Park here in New York City, which... Really delivered a mind-bogglingly uh, delicious menu for Andrews and my anniversary when we went there to celebrate the a couple of summers back in August. So, um, really, we're seeing that it's not the brown rice and tofu of years past. We're seeing chefs taking the best vegetables from places like the, veg- the culinary veg. Vegetable Institute in Ohio, uh, Chino Farm uh, in San Diego. You're seeing the very best vegetables heightened to new levels, so that they're able to take their place in the center of the plate, and it's absolutely, absolutely delicious.
0: Well, going back to another one of your really successful books, "What to Drink with What You Eat," can you pair wine with vegetarian food successfully, and it be something other than white wine?
1: <laughs> That's a great question, and as you know, it's a, a particular passion of mine and my husband, Andrew Dornenberg, who co-authored What to Drink with What You Eat with me. We actually um, had the pleasure of knowing Pascaline Lepeltier of Rouge Tomat Restaurant in New York City, which is, I think, the only restaurant, it might be the only restaurant in America, to have a nutritionist on its staff to work with the chef to make sure that every dish on the menu is as delicious and nutritious as it is delicious. Uh, And she is one of the most recent master sommeliers and spoke with us um, at length over dinner, but I interviewed her specifically for the Vegetarian Flavor Bible and talked to her about those pairings. And so she's a a big fan of a lot of whites, which do go well with some of the lighter vegetable dishes, especially in the spring when you've got spring asparagus or fava beans or peas. You'll want to go with some of those high acid aromatic whites like Sauvignon Blanc or gruner Veltliner, or uh, dry musket or Riesling, but especially in the wintertime when you're pulling out those mushrooms and doing some of the earthier, more rustic dishes and working with root vegetables, um, certainly those work especially well, not only with the fuller-bodied whites like Viognier and roussin marsanne blends and Chardonnay as well, but um, also with... Um, red wines, and I think you can see examples of dishes that range from Pinot Noir, which is a classic pairing with mushrooms, but also um, some of the bolder uh, Toro uh, reds from Spain. We have um, uh, favorite dishes and favorite um, wines that really do uh, show just what the potential is of pairing vegetarian cuisine uh, with red wines
0: yeah it's wine has been incorporated into the American diet. I think we're consuming more wine than anyone else in the world now. So people want to not exclude that, I guess, maybe from from their diet. And if they can find ways to incorporate that in, uh, it just again opens up so many more opportunities. and you can do that in healthy eating um, without having to bring in some of the heavier items to our, our plate, I would I would guess. We can still keep the wine. Don't give up the wine.
1: No, I'm not giving up the wine anytime soon. <laughs> um, I think that the even the United States, the uh, federal gu- dietary guidelines do recommend um, an average of uh, one glass per day for women and two glasses per day for men um, as a heart-healthy addition to a diet. And um, that's something I was really happy to see change in the last few years where they do include wine. If you don't drink, It's not advice to start, but if you do enjoy alcohol, that um, a glass of wine can certainly contribute. I think especially red wine and some of its properties have been shown to have some heart healthy um, components there.
0: What would your advice be for people who who want to extend their um, flexing of incorporating more vegetables into their diet? Because you probably ate meat at one time, right? And then you you evolved into a vegetarian? Absolutely.
1: I'm a lifelong omnivore and just sort of saw the light a couple years ago and really started experimenting with vegetarianism first in May of 2012. And then more recently, I mean, very recently, this uh, had um, committed to participating in Veganuary, which is uh, committing to a vegan diet for the month of January. And Andrew and I have both been participating in that and finding it um, really eye-opening and much more pleasurable than we ever thought. So um, who knows what what direction we'll take that in into the future.
0: Mm -hmm. Vegan is, I I can't quite get there yet, Um, but I can see what benefits it would have. But I really love cheese. I mean, like beyond the normal societal norms of cheese. I love (laughs) cheese. So so that's really hard for me to give up. I I I I did speak
1: with Dr. Uh, Neil Barnard about that, and there is an addictive quality to cheese, literally, that there are opiates that are released into the bloodstream. And so cheese is typically the last thing that vegetarians are able to give up on their route to becoming vegan, but it is possible.
0: There you go. Now I know. See, now I know. that's That's amazing. I, a, a friend of mine who's vegetarian just told me the other day that Parmesan cheese isn't necessarily a vegan or a vegetarian item. And I'm like, what? Parmesan cheese? It's cheese, isn't it? And she said, well, it had animal um, uh, base in it. And I'm like, i never even heard of that. In the cheese
1: making process, um, depending on what rennet you use, there are um, different cheeses that are not necessarily vegetarian because they do use animal products in the production of them. So yes, they do describe uh, some Parmesans as being vegetarian Parmesans as opposed to traditional Parmesans. So it's something to keep an eye out with uh, when you're out at the cheese store and doing your cheese shopping.
0: Wow. Well, there's so much to learn and the Vegetarian Flavor Bible, it's 500 and I'm just looking here real quick like 550 pages of flavor. So it's not like a it it's a bible. It's a handbook that you can go to and keep as a resource in your kitchen where you can flavor up your food with every, I mean, the A pages go on for it. and then the B's and the C, I mean, it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around unless you see it, there's so many different types of flavor combinations that just open a whole new world to the way that we can spice up our food and spice up our life and extend our life without just throwing sodium in all the time. Our our go-to spice.
1: <laughs> exactly. There's a whole world out there beyond salt, which is something that we tend to over-rely on in the United States and all that sodium isn't good for us. But if you can become familiar with some of the herbs and spices and other flavorings that can add so much more flavor to your food without sodium, I think you'll we'll all be happier and healthier.
0: Well it's called the Vegetarian Flavor Bible. It's it's on uh, it's available now so it's on the bookshelves now. You can order it on Amazon. You can go to Karenandandrew.com to keep up with Karen. Um, you're on Twitter mm-hmm. and you're very active on Facebook and I, I see you talking to your fans quite quite a bit. So um You're available through social media for people to follow you and then uh, find all these avenues to to great recipes and and, uh, keep up with what your latest and greatest uh, book is going to be in the future as well because you just keep hitting them out of the park one right after another.
1: (laughs) Thank you for saying so, Lori. That's very sweet. Thank you.
0: It's called The Vegetarian Flavor Bible. It's by Karen Page, and thank you, Karen, for joining us, and uh, I'll be right back.
2: We got sunshine on a stretch highway Where the long nights turn into days And all your worries get gone And fade away Ten feet high road swinging off a riverbank gonna stay for a while. There's nothing left in the tank. That old muddy water rolling over our feet in the sand. One, two, three, baby, take my hand. We're diving in. Take me back to the wild and reckless. The summer sun It's what you wanted It's what you wanted Take me back to the golden glory Keep on living an American story It's what you wanted It's what you wanted Wild and reckless We had it all back when we had nothing If time is money man Taking it easy at living in the fast lane Six, seven, eight years later When we try to explain We'll say Take me back to the wild and reckless The summer sun ain't never gonna say you feel it It's what you wanted It's what you wanted Back to the golden glory. Keep on living an American story. It's what you wanted, it's what you want.
0: was Austin Jenks and his song Wild and Reckless. And we can be a little wild and reckless with our eating and we can eat smart and eat right. And there are tools available by the people who are out there who studied it, who really know. Karen Page, we're so appreciative that she took the time to come on and talk to us today, two times James Baird Award winner. Her cookbooks are always the best cookbooks of the year award winners. One of them's one of the best cookbooks of the century. So she absolutely knows what she's talking about. Pick it up. Go on Amazon. Just just look through it. They'll they'll let you sample some of the uh, pages on on Amazon and just kind of look through it and see if it's right for you. But there's more than salt to flavoring up our food. And there's a, a great way. Also makes a great gift. I was telling Karen off air. I'd uh, given this to my dad for. Um, Christmas, as a Christmas gift, who has incorporated, um, he's 75 years old and has been a cancer survivor for now 15 years. And it's because he went kind of off on his own and figured out a healthy eating um, solution that worked for him. And a lot of it is principled in exactly what Karen is talking about in her book. And he's been able to live a lot longer. Um, When he first started out, they uh, gave him a hospice uh, brochure when he um, went into the doctor about six months in, and that was 14 and a half years ago. And so I am a believer in healthy eating. I've I've actually seen it work. So um, just pick it up and and see if it's, it's right for you. But if nothing else, we can Im- incorporate a lot more flavor without adding so much salt. And it's proven right here in the Vegetarian Flavor Bible. So thank you very much for joining us and have a great day.